Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What up, TCK Potters? I'm your host, Scott Guasco, and this is episode 141 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Lucas Kaser and Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast for a special Halloween recap edition of the first half of our rankings, winners, losers, and MVPs from the first half of the fantasy football season. Quick uh, disclaimer before we get started, we talked about 10 minutes about just our favorite Halloween treats and costumes and things. We had some fun checking in with the three of us, and if you don't want to hear all that stuff, fast forward a couple of minutes. I always recommend that you turn our podcast on at least time and a half. I actually listen to my podcast on double time so I can get through them quicker. We tend to lag a little bit sometimes. So if you don't like that, make sure you just speed it up on your dial there, wherever you're listening up and double up the speed. But without any further ado, we've got a lot to cover. So let's get into it. Happy Halloween, boys and girls. Today is well, it's Thursday night, Halloween evening. You're going to be listening to this post-Halloween. I hope for you big kids, you're not waking up with a headache and a sugar hangover. And for you kiddos out there, I hope you had a really awesome, wonderful time with your trick-or-treating. We have a special episode tonight. I appreciate you boys hanging out. I want to give some love to Lucas Case for coming back. And Chris from the Commish FFP, really nice to have you guys back on. How are you guys doing tonight? And happy Halloween. Doing good, man. Thanks for having us. Just another another day, another day without Emmanuel Sanders on the Broncos. <laughs> oh man, so sad, dog. I feel like I feel bad, Lucas. This is gonna turn around for you, man. Like we pull you on the podcast, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, Broncos, dude! Two wins in a row. We're looking good." And like now this we're is gonna two and five, and and now it's like shit, dude. Like I'm stoked that Joe Flacco's not right. playing anymore, but now we're looking for draft picks, <laughs> and like, god damn it, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. Sanders is still catching touchdowns somewhere else, at least. So that's good. He is catching touchdowns somewhere else, and that is really great news. Yo, before we get started on this kind of a bonus podcast, super stoked to have you guys on. We're going to do a first half of the season recap for fantasy. So we're basically going to take our rankings and our preseason ADP, average draft position, according to Fantasy Pro's site, and rally out all of those according to the current ranks of each position, quarterback, running back, receiver, and tight end. And uh, we're just going to reflect back on that a little bit, see, um, you know, what we expected, what we did not expected, uh, did not expect. Obviously, we have a lot of surprises. And then we're going to run through our first half MVPs, our winners, which are not necessarily MVPs, and our losers as well at each position. And then we are going to uh, potentially have a uh, draft as well if we have enough time in this episode. If not, we're just going to skate it over to the next episode. But very important, before we get going, I have two questions for both of you. And I'll give you just a second to think about each one of them. I need to know your favorite and least favorite candy of all time. And I need to hear about your best Halloween costume that you've maybe ever had. And this like, like first grade <laughs> counts, maybe like a, you know, a high school party situation, uh, whatever it was, I need first uh, best costume you've ever had and least favorite and most favorite candy. And we can alternate. Uh, Chris, I'm going to have <laughs> you go first, brother. Yeah. Um, all right. <clears throat> favorite candy toss up between Snickers or take five. Um, wow, take five. 
Love Dark it. Horse. That's a that was a sleeper. I didn't see that coming. Delicious. It's fantastic. The pretzel, the the peanut butter. Oh, just it's it's just great. Whole thing works. Uh, and then uh, what is it? Least favorite? I probably like a Milky Way. Just there's not enough substance in there for me. I, now, you know. really quick, let me push back here. How how much of a difference is there between a now the peanuts obviously, but take how much of a difference is a Milky Way than a Snickers? To me, I think the. Uh, the, the nougat inside of a Snickers bar is a bit firmer for some reason. Like the Milky okay. Way, it's like too cloudy almost. It's like too like soft. It's like a marshmallow. Mm, mm. You know what yeah. I mean? Not enough, yeah. uh, not enough stuff in there. No, so, I hear you. That, that, that's a great, you know, that's some, a great. You know, everything just seems to be packed a little t- bit more tighter in, inside the Snickers bar. So, uh, yeah, that, that's mine. Uh, Milky Way, probably my least favorite. Although, I don't, I don't hate it. I mean, I like candy. So chocolate, chocolate's more mad. I don't like like candy candy. I'm a big chocolate guy. Got it. Uh, all right. F- uh, favorite costume. So when I was a kid, I pro- I think I rocked the White Ranger for like three years in a row. Um, Hold on a second. White Ranger is uh, – um, let's see here. <laughs> Hold on. Power J- yeah. Je- uh, is that Jesse? Jason. I think it was J- Jason. Jason, and uh, that was also the Green Ranger, right? Wasn't it like – Oh, no. Both? Was it Jesse? Was It, it might have been Jesse because Jason no. was the Red Ranger, right? Yes. That's we're right. gonna have to look that up. This is yeah, important. Keep going. That. Yeah, no. So yeah, w- yeah. <laughs> so I was Green Ranger for one year, and then it blew my mind when he became the White Ranger in one of the episodes. I was like, I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> Bro, it was like it was like precursor. <laughs> it was precursor to like Gandalf. Dude, it was it was amazing. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. And then yeah. So you obviously know that I'm a huge fan of Lord of the Rings now because <laughs> when that happened, I was like, shit. <laughs> so anytime Bro. there's a big transformation in my life and it gets in, it's it's an improvement. I'm you know I'm all about it. <laughs> That's <laughs> that. That's fantastic, man. Um, I'm looking it up now, but uh, Lucas, why don't you go ahead uh, while I while I look up this important information here? I, I guess I'm gonna have to be a little little different, maybe. I don't. Mike and Ike's is the go-to for candy. Um, that's not really a Halloween candy though. So if we're related to like Halloween candy, then I'd say Reese's for sure. Um, least favorite, Milk Duds. I'm not a fan of those. I don't know why. I just not mm-hmm. a big not a big. Yeah. Milk Duds guy, yeah, not a big Milk Duds guy. Yeah, it's tough. Well, you get the, you you know, it's like it's a tooth issue, like Jolly Ranchers, dude. Yeah, that's kind of a waste to me. I think I I don't have an I don't have an hour to sit around for a Jolly Rancher. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like I can't bite them. I can't bite them. It's like a lollipop. I can almost deal with it because I get like the tootsie roll in the middle. You know, it can get tough. Um, so uh, really quick, first and uh, favorite and least favorite again, Lucas, please. For candy. Yes. I was distracted doing uh, Non-Halloween research. candy, Mike and Ike's. That's not really a Halloween candy. Um, and if like we're relating it to Halloween, probably Reese's. And then I'd have mm. to say Milk Duds, I guess. Got it. And costume. Ooh. Um, I don't. I don't really know if I had like a favorite. I don't really think I wore one like multiple years in a row. So, <laughs> oh, I don't know. I did Superman one year, so that's probably pretty cool, I guess. But I never did like a, a White Ranger for three years in a row or anything yeah. like that. <laughs> I exhausted it. <laughs> question question on the Superman costume. Were you wearing a Cam Newton jersey? Uh, no, I was not wearing a Cam Newton. I was not wearing a Kyle Allen backup jersey. <laughs> oh, shit. Shots fired. All right, awesome. Uh, before we proceed, Tommy. Tommy, oh, ladies and Tommy, gentlemen. Tommy, that's right. Yes. Tommy, the white, the white and green ranger. Yes, uh, right. Uh, Jason is the red, Billy is blue, Zach is black, Kimberly, pink, and Trina, oh. yellow. First crush, Kimberly. Uh, I'm with you, brother. I'm with you. 
All right. I'm going to have to go with, um, man, this is tough. This is tough. My favorite, I was actually going to go Snickers, but I'm going to give that to you. Uh, I would go Sour Patch Kids on like the gummy side of things. And I'm going to go with Kit Kat, which I know is not everyone's favorite with the wafer situation, but it's a shareable candy. And I've got, you know, I've got a kid and it's important that, uh, you know, I'm not too selfish. So I like the split on the cat. Also Twix is up there. Mm. Um, Love those. And my least favorite has to be saltwater taffy. It uh, doesn't really make sense. There's a lot of flavors, not quite sure, uh, you know, the different flavors and what it tastes like and shit. It's weird. I live by the coast, so we get a bunch of fresh saltwater taffy, but never quite does it for me. Um, and my costume, uh, I played in a nationally touring reggae band for 10 years. So I dressed up every single Halloween on stage uh, around the country for a decade. And it was a blast. I had all sorts of fun times. Two in particular stand out. Uh, my whole band was the Mario Party one year. And uh, me and my bass player were Mario and Luigi. A drummer was Princess Peach. And our lead singer was Toad. And our guitarist was a shy guy uh, with, the, with the mask over. Um, we crushed that. And then individually, it would have to be Mickey Mouse. Um, I had dreadlocks for 10 years as well that were down to like my knees. And I wrapped up my dreads like... Uh, <laughs> big big like ears basically um oh, gosh. and i wore basically like a spandex suit uh and and my, my lady helped me out with like a little coat hanger tail and shit anyway so mickey mouse crushed um that was a good time so awesome excellent um if you're still listening to the podcast uh we're going to talk about some football here now let's get into it man let's talk about the quarterbacks um preseason adp again average draft position this is basically the average of where these players were going uh, preseason while we were drafting them. Of course, different drafts, different settings. Uh, we'll manipulate this a little bit. We go off of full PPR here on the podcast for the most part, and we're going off of 12-team leagues as well. On the other side, um, we have their current rank, according again to PPR, and this is all through the fantasy uh, pros rankings. So I'm going to list off – we're going to go through 12 quarterbacks here. I'm going to list off four in a grouping, and then I'm going to have you guys, uh, you know, reflect on it here. Um, Lucas, why don't you uh, reply first on these four back and forth, and then, uh, Chris, you could jump in as well. Number one quarterback as of this podcast, uh, Lamar Jackson. Number two, Deshaun Watson. Number three, Russell Wilson. And Dak Prescott, number four. Lamar Jackson, QB 14 at ADP preseason. Watson, number two. So he's actually sitting exactly where he was drafted Russell Wilson, number eight, and Dak Prescott, QB, number 17. Uh, any big surprises here, uh, Chris, from you? Or, I'm sorry, Lucas. Um, I mean, obviously, I think the main one is Lamar Jackson. But to me, not really, I think, in a sense. Because we all knew what he could do. It was just if – I think with a lot of these quarterbacks, there's just a big if factor of if he can throw the ball with Russell Wilson, if they can throw the ball more than they run the ball. And, I mean, I guess Prescott was if he's just actually really that good um, in a sense. So, I think they all kind of stood out a little bit. Obviously, Watson, like you said, no, just because we all knew his what, – what he is, I guess. And they, it's, he's going to stay consistent the rest of the year. Um, if I had to pick one to fall down, I do think that might be Lamar, though, just because, well, obviously this week they play – presumably the best defense in a long time. Uh, and their schedule gets a little tougher, but I think – at least for Watson and Wilson, I think they will stick on for the rest of the year. 
Okay, Chris, um, I'd like you to reply on the next four. Uh, Lucas, I agree with you. I think Lamar would be the one to, to possibly fall there. I think uh, uh, Russell Wilson is the most surprising to me in that top four. Uh, the next four, Mahomes, who obviously has been hurt the last couple of weeks. If he wasn't injured, we don't know where he would be, but he was far and away the number one quarterback going in. Matt Ryan at number six currently drafted at number five. Rodgers at number uh, seven currently drafted at number three. Matt Stafford, number eight. Drafted at 23. Uh, yep. Quite surprising there. Uh, Chris, what, what, stuck, what sticks out here in this next five? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely Stafford for me. I, I actually spoke about it uh, in, our, in the Commish podcast a while back when we were doing our pre-draft um, episodes. And I, I think I had mentioned, like, I'd never seen a quarterback fall, like, so far from grace than Matt Stafford had. And to see him at a QB 23 was so surprising. But you couldn't really argue against his, like, statistics over the past few years. But I'm just ha- – I'm actually happy. I'm a big Matt Stafford guy, so I'm really happy to see him in the top ten. And I think he's, like, ranked, like, top five this week going in. Um, I could actually see this block of four, so Mahomes, Ryan, Rogers, Stafford, maybe potentially surpassing the block above them. So Lamar, um, Jackson, Watson, Wilson, Prescott in the next half of the season. So, you know, th- I, I just think this, this eight right here is so close together. Um, it's almost interchangeable at this point. I agree with you. Matt Ryan and, and Mahomes had some injuries. And um, I think I'm a little bit surprised as to how low Rodgers is. I just feel like he's been having such a great year. Um, but, I, you know, he's just been, yeah, he's just, he's just consistent. I can see that just continuously mm-hmm. getting better. But Stafford, I mean, I'm just really pleasantly surprised with Stafford. I, I, I hope he just continues. I agree with you. We've been saying it multiple times on the podcast. I mean, he basically played with a fractured back last year. Right. right. And and we saw that. I mean, I don't think Derek Carr is amazing, but we saw him pretty much get destroyed. He played a whole year a couple of years ago, but he played with a with a uh, you know fracture in his back. And like, you, dude, it's hard to fucking breathe properly, let alone get hit by NFL players. I mean, it's it's incredible. These guys are even playing on a consistent basis there. So Stafford, definitely the most surprising. And a caveat quick. Uh, Lucas, you just mentioned it, but this is based on points per game. Thank you. So this is the average of what they've played. So some of these guys have already had a buy at this point. Some mm. of them have not. So th- some of these are a little altered, right? I mean, Rogers, um, you know, and, and Stafford and these kind of guys could be up a little bit higher or lower, depending on if they've had a buy, <coughs> excuse me, or not moving forward. So let's get down to the uh, final four of the quarterbacks. And Lucas will take you on this one. Jameis Winston, number nine in quarterbacks and points per game, which is ugly as shit, but he's on the list somehow. Uh, QB 15 getting drafted. Tom Brady still doing it. Number 10, he was drafted at number 12. And uh, Kyler Murray at 11, drafted at 13. And Josh Allen at number 12, drafted at 21. Which one sticks out here? Winston, Brady, Murray, Allen. Uh, Before – sorry – for Stafford, I was going to say, we both had him ranked at 25 beginning of the year, too. So we both were mm-hmm. kind of not fully bought in, I guess, at that point. I think everybody was, man. We, th- we thought they were going to run the ball 600 uh-huh. times. There's exactly. not. There's <laughs> just so strange. Uh, out of these four, in terms of points per game, like obviously Brady, I think, is a lock there. If this was total rankings and Brady was at 10, I'd say he's going to fall down. Uh, but – Winston, I, I think for me it's Murray, to be honest with you. I think that I was kind of surprised that he wasn't more uh, like consistently in the 15-16 range. I didn't really expect the big 30, like 25-plus point games from him. Uh, I just wasn't really totally bought into the lack of O-line talent they had there. Um, but obviously he's – well, I mean, as of right now, not doing very good. But 
on the season so far is doing pretty solid. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, honestly, I would say that Murray, I think, has, has uh, the most opportunity to grow and go further up. I, I mentioned this last podcast that Kyle, watching Kyler Murray play is exciting. He's, he's obviously very young, and it's, he hasn't quite hit his stride yet, clearly. Mm-hmm. But the, the team three, four, is – too, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, the, 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 team, the team is young. Uh, brand-new head coach, uh, Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson are like the only veterans on the team. Um, it's, it's interesting to see where he's going to be in the next couple of years. But I think he'll be very, potentially Lamar Jackson next year. I really believe that um, if they can get, mm-hmm. yeah, some, get some weapons around him. But I, I could see Brady falling as well. Uh, Josh Allen could keep climbing because of the rushing. And Jameis Winston will probably just stay at number nine because even though he throws four picks a game, he throws for 350 yards and two touchdowns. So <laughs> – it doesn't actually matter, but he's holy get, shit, dude. He's just getting him a higher draft pick to replace him next year. That's all he's doing. It is un- – oh, my God. We talked about this on the last <laughs> podcast, so I won't go into it. But it is so frustrating watching him watching him play football. You look at the fantasy set, you're like, oh, he finished, like, fifth overall in the week and third overall in the week and eighth overall in the week. And then you, like, watch highlights, quote-unquote. Yeah. And, uh, damn, if Mike Evans and Chris Godwin don't catch 40-yard bombs, it looks really <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Horrible. Let's go on to the running backs uh, really quick to recap the top 12 as of uh, midseason here in fantasy football. Top 12 quarterbacks as of right now, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Patrick Mahomes, Matt Ryan, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Stafford, Jameis Winston, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, and Josh Allen. Let's jump into the running backs here. Uh, No real surprise up here at the top, uh, but we're going to go over the 24 running backs, 24 receivers, and then the next 12 tight ends as well. Uh, Chris, give me some feedback on Christian McCaffrey. Not much to say here, but number two drafted. He is number one overall by far. Uh, Drafted number two for the most part, but really preseason it was him and Saquon pretty much one and two. So, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, Dalvin Cook, number two right now, drafted 10 overall. I think a lot of that just had to do with we weren't sure about how he would hold up. Clearly so far he's holding up and he's a fucking animal. Uh, Aaron Jones, uh, number three overall right now, RB16 drafted. And Austin Eckler, who also fell into a golden situation, drafted number 30 overall, but he's yeah. number four. I'm going to give you two more names so we can speed up this round a little bit more. Sure. Nick Chubb, number five, drafted four, uh, nine overall. And Zeke, down at number six, he was drafted four. So once again, CMC, Cook, Aaron Jones, Eckler, Chubb, and Zeke. Uh, who sticks out the most here and who has been uh, maybe the most uh, surprising? Who do you see falling out of this group? Yeah, so <clears throat> Eckler obviously I think sticks out the most. Anybody who's, who's drafted him, drafted him probably late, and I did. Uh, he was amazing. But now you're inside of this quasi-state with Melvin Gordon back, and you're not sure like if you should play him or not because we've, we've sat him on weeks where we thought he was going to be great, and then he puts up like two points because the game plan just didn't work in his favor. Um, and then, you know, we play him and, and or we, we sit him and he puts up 25. So it's like uh, up until this point, he's been amazing. Um, I think Cook has been outside of, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Cook has been the best surprise in terms of consistency. Um, I think a lot of guys who drafted Cook probably were like, you know, coin tossing between him and Mixon, which is what I did. I actually ended up drafting Mixon over Cook. Cause I was afraid of the, afraid of the leg and obviously I'm kicking myself now in my home league. Um, so I think cook is probably the best surprise regarding consistency. Eckler is probably the best surprise in terms of just overall point value. Um, you know, Zeke, I think is playing well 
you know, you probably were waiting on him, especially during the draft, because you weren't sure if he was going to play or not. Um, and honestly, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy with the way Chubb's been playing overall. Um, I think regarding the situation over there in Cleveland, uh, he's obviously their, their, you know, their, their, their star. So um, overall, I mean, I'm pretty happy with, with this list. Aaron Jones has been playing pretty well, um, you know, just been splitting time. So I'm not, I'm not too high on Aaron Jones just yet. I don't think I ever really was. Um, so yeah, Cook and Eckler, I think are, are my, my top, my top two there. Lucas, before we move on, do you have any quick, uh, quick feedback here on the top? Uh, no, I think the thing for Eckler, I think was we just say if it was the other way around, we've talked about this before. If Gordon was, there was no beef, he was the starter. I think he'd be in the, the four spot as well. Um, he's been perhaps one of the most consistent running backs the last couple of years, uh, just with touchdowns, I think it kind of makes sense. Uh, I'm not a big Aaron Jones fan. So that one just kind of, I yeah. guess is gross to me. I, that's why I said gross when you mentioned it, but mm. I think he'll fall out here shortly. Yeah, I, I agree with that. <clears throat> I think the biggest question marks here in the top six, uh, obviously would be uh, cook. Can he stay healthy? Uh, Aaron Jones, can he, can he fend off Jamal Williams who doesn't go away? Austin Eckler, is he going to be who he was? He clearly hasn't been the last couple of weeks, but Melvin Gordon isn't Melvin Gordon yet. So we'll see what happens there. And the Chargers offense just doesn't look very good. Nick Chubb, uh, it's this kind of cloud hanging over fantasy football. What will Kareem Hunt be, if not anything? When it, I'm not saying it will. I'm not saying it won't. I'm it could. Honest. And if it does, shit's going to get different. Now, Nick Chubb has been, well, according to fantasy football, the fifth best running back in the NFL. And even against the Patriots, he had 130 rushing yards. Yeah. Dude's a beast. He's a fucking animal. And I think he will keep that job for sure. I'm just saying there's a question mark there. Zeke um, just hasn't been getting the touchdowns again, but yeah, he could very easily touchdowns. get back up in that in that uh, first, second range. So, okay, yeah. top six quarterbacks, according to PPR so far, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, and Zeke Elliott. Let's go uh, 7 through 12 here. Um, Saquon Barkley, uh, the number one overall, obviously, uh, missed a couple of games with that high ankle sprain and uh, really just like miss like half a game somehow uh, but he is at down at number seven in points per game Alvin Kamara drafted three overall been injured as well at number eight Fournette one touchdown somehow on the ground uh, but he was picked number 12 he's at number nine on basically volume and yardage alone which is insane uh, if he had like four touchdowns he'd probably be in the top three um, and then uh, let's see James Conner drafted seven overall he's number uh, 10 and David Johnson missing some time now drafted five overall. He's at 11. Tevin Coleman, number 27 now jumping way up um, in a four headed monster timeshare. He's at 12 right now. He was drafted 27, four touchdowns, of course, recently. Um, Chris, we'll let you kick this one off. Uh, Saquon, Camara, Fournette, Connor, DJ, and Coleman. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so Saquon, I have him in my home league. Uh, Man, it's like I love him, but I I'm I'm sad. <laughs> I think it's the best way to put it. Uh, just you know, obviously he took that injury. It was kind of tough to to take. But uh, if you didn't sell low and you still have him, continue to ride him out. If the best I can describe Saquon at this point is if you saw that stiff arm that he gave uh, in the last game, that is going to be okay. him for the rest of the year. So just don't yeah, let him fine. go. You didn't sell him. Keep going. Keep on going. Um, and the other one is DJ. I mean, you know, it's unfortunate because, like, I, I saw this guy being, you know, one of the perennial backs in the entire league um, after his – I think it was his rookie season when he broke out. 
And um, man, he just, after the injury, just hasn't really come back from, from having a, uh, a stable situation. So I can see him getting traded or, or moving, you know, moving situations um, in the future. I kind of like the Bruce Arians connection again over in, in Tampa for him in the future. So um, yeah, that's kind of where, I mean, what else do you say right now about David Johnson? Right. I think Coleman is the one to fall out here just because I still think Matt Breeder's the guy. Um, you know, as we're watching this, the 49er Cardinals game is on. I'm not going to report on it because by the time people hear this, obviously they'll know what happened. So I'm not going to do any of that. But I'm just saying that Breeda got the first couple carries and he's coming off of like another Breeda injury. Mm-hmm. So the, he should be the starter. I've been saying it all season. He looks like the starter and Shanahan I think wants him to be the starter but he can't stay healthy enough so I think Coleman is the one to fall out here uh DJ Connor Kamara and Zeke if those guys stay healthy moving forward they'll be uh shooting up the charts here I think um and then Fournette just has to score a couple of touchdowns he'll be just fine so um seven to twelve Saquon Kamara Fournette Connor DJ and Coleman let's go down to 13 through 18 uh Chris Carson drafted 18th he's 13th now uh Mark Ingram at 14 drafted 23 overall or sorry, 23 uh, running backs, um, 15, Josh Jacobs down at, uh, he's at 17 now, which I think is quite impressive that he's hanging around. Uh, it's really coming to fruition for him. Uh, Philip Lindsay, 26th drafted. He's at six, uh, 16 now. Derrick Henry drafted at 20. He's number 17. And Todd Gurley drafted at eight. He's number 18. I think we all know the story there. Uh, Lucas, take us away on 13 through 18. Yeah, I think um, in terms of just like how I was picturing the season at the beginning of the year, I would not have thought Jacobs was up here. I just was kind of, uh, I guess, on the fence about how the Raiders, how good they were going to be. Um, and the, I mean, they're one game out of the division, which is not what I don't think anyone expected. Uh, so I think he's really taken over the workhorse role and uh, unrelated to his points per game, but his uh, rest of season schedule is extremely easy. I was looking at that today. So if you have him or trade, he's a good trade target, which we didn't talk about in the last podcast. Um, for one to drop out, I think it's probably Ingram. We can probably agree with that. I think they just kind of made Lamar Jackson the RB1 in a sense yeah. lately, and it's I agree. he'll just slowly fall down. I agree. How do you feel about Chris Carson? you think he'll keep it up? I don't see how he couldn't, unless he, obviously unless he gets hurt or Rashad Penny takes over, which is not looking like what's going to happen. Right. And Todd Gurley. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. They're just a completely different team. So it's, he's just kind of matchup dependent in order to stay towards the top. I think. Give me a quick thought on your Broncos. Uh, Royce Freeman's going to take over the job here. So that's my dog. Dude. He is like, he's that, so that was my, that was my like not bold prediction, bold prediction preseason as well. And I'm just like a duck Homer. So I didn't want to like put that one out there. But I'm like, dude, Royce Freeman is definitely I mean, a it, better running back. It'll be like – it started 60-40 in Lindsay, and I think it'll be like reverse 60-40 Freeman because it's like 55-45 yeah. right now. I'm with you. I'm with you. 13 through 18 right now. Chris Carson, Mark Ingram, Jacobs, Lindsay, Henry, Gurley. Let's finish out the running backs here. We'll move on to receivers. At 19 right now, Lev Bell drafted six overall. At 20, Marlon Mack, 19 overall, 21. Uh, Devonta Freeman at 15 overall. Um, Latavius Murray at 22 right now, of course, filling in for uh, Alvin Kamara the last two weeks, having huge weeks, drafted 34th overall. Uh, James White, uh, 23, um, and he is 25 right now, pretty much just where uh, we thought he would be. And uh, Jordan Howard, um, 24 right now, he was drafted 37. Chris, give me some feedback here. 
All right, so Le'Veon Bell. Uh, what do we say? <laughs> He's got an easy schedule coming up. Uh, I, have him in, I have him in the TCK League. He didn't get traded. We didn't trade him. He's got to get better. I can't see how that situation continues to be the way it is with the healthy Sam Darnold. They have pretty good offensive weapons. I think he gets better with the schedule. Sky, I know you don't like him, but I'm, I have faith in my man Lev. I think it's going to happen. He's going to climb the charts. He's not going to stay outside the top 15 uh, for much longer. Um, I'm going to stay out of this one. Lucas, do you have any <laughs> feedback on Le'Veon Bell either way? Well, I don't know. We've gone back and forth with it. The schedule obviously gets easier, but we talked about it before they played the Jaguars last week, and it was almost just as bad as the Patriots game. So I guess we'll, we can, after they play the Dolphins, we'll get back to it to see if yeah. they or not. Fair, that's a fair, that's a fair, uh, fair litmus test of the Dolphins. <laughs> Chris, you and I have talked a lot about Le'Veon Bell on your podcast and our podcast with the Listener League and everything else. What I'm going to say is if you unwrap a Milky Way and a Snickers and you put them side by side <laughs> and you just choose one and you take a bite hoping, hoping that it's a Snickers and you don't have those peanuts and nougat in there and it becomes a Milky Way, that's going to oh. ruin your day. No, man. I'm, just, I'm, I'm throwing it out there, dog. It looks Whoa. sexy. It should taste really good. I, I didn't believe in Lev in the beginning. I'm sticking to it. Adam Gase sucks. Sam Darnold is like, I, but he needs to come around. One hat, like kind of good receiver is not going to get it done. The offensive line isn't that great. The Jets in general are shitty. I know the schedule is, is better moving forward. I hope it gets better in general, but damn, I'm worried about Lev Bell, man. I, I'll just, I'm going to stay on my horse until it doesn't happen. And then y'all can, y'all can come after me, but the um, sticker, the stickers Milky Way analogy got really got to me, man. That that hurt. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not seeing a dog. I mean, he was. They wanted like they were gonna trade him, right? Like nobody, nobody would pay. So like they don't. He doesn't belong there. I, I said this from the beginning, and I'll move off of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. I said it has no, dude, nothing to do with Le'Veon Bell. I yeah. like Le'Veon Bell. He's a fucking animal. And if him and Joe Mixon, if they were on real football teams, they would be in the top five. I'm not worried about them. It's the situation that's horrible. And unfortunately, yep. we can't control or, or change that as fantasy players. We just have to, like, deal and react. Because it's Joe Mixon, because it's Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley, you play them every week hoping yeah. this is the week. And right. unfortunately, Todd Gurley has got a couple touchdowns on accident because of the offense, but we haven't had that week from either of those guys. Right. That, that, that's what makes me nervous, man. It, it just oh, – yeah. I hear – I know the positive talk around Lev and the schedule and all this other shit. The Jets are bad, and I don't see him getting better, and the play calling's horrible, and I'm really worried about Le'Veon Bell. Anybody else in that, um, that kind of last tier there before we move on to the, the receivers? Either one of you have a, a comment. You know, my boy James White right in the mix. I'm yeah. really surprised Devonta Freeman has stayed healthy, to be honest. I didn't think he was going to. Marlon Mack has been absolutely beasting. Uh, Jordan Howard's been quite surprising, and Latavius Murray – Stepped up when he needed to. It's it's been uh, pretty impressive there. So any any other feedback from you guys before we move on? Um, I I actually think White's gonna uh, also climb the rank. Um, yes, I, I just feel like I feel like the Patriots are. I think they've just been experimenting a lot on offense. They they, they kind of do that in disguise. Like 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 sports radio here will kind of will shit on them for like their terrible offensive drives. But like I actually think that they experiment more than you think they do. And they're just trying to figure out what can work, what doesn't. But they always know that they have James White to kind of fall back on, like the Julian Edelman. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're always trying to win games. Obviously, they're not trying to punt games. But uh, I do think James White takes on a bigger role moving forward um, as, they, as they start to kind of carve out their offensive um, 
identity. Yeah, I think uh, to sort of add on that, he's like leading in red zone targets for running backs right now and has one touchdown. And that's like the complete opposite of James White of what we know. And if you think about who they've played, when have they had a negative game script? You know yep, what I'm saying? That's like, it. That's it right there. They've just been riding Sony the whole – like he's been getting tw- – Sony's so – we talked about it. He's we know bad. That. Yeah, everyone knows he's bad. But now, like, I mean, you can't say they're going to shut down Lamar Jackson. Like, he's so much better than uh, – who's the best quarterback they've played? Baker? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's coming. That's why I agree with you. Yeah, I agree. And last year, last year, of course, James White finished number seven or eight, depending on your scoring settings uh, in PPR running backs. But he had 15 touchdowns, which is huge. Right. Yeah. But a lot of that, like that tells me that Tom Brady and Belichick rely on him when they need him. Burkhead was hurt for a lot of last year. Sonny Michelle was a rookie, yada, yada. When it comes to crunch time, Lucas, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. When it when the games are more difficult for the Patriots coming up in the second half of the season, I think James White is mm-hmm. going to be getting his eight catches a game for 85 yeah. yards and, and, a, and probably a touchdown every week or every other week. I think yeah. that's going to skyrocket. I agree. It's picking back. Like, I think they have like the fourth or fifth hardest schedule, like rest of season, I think too. So it's, it's coming. Yep. Boom. I agree. All right. That was, uh, that was Le'Veon Bell, Marlon Mack, uh, Devonta Freeman, Latavius Murray, James White, and Jordan Howard. Those are your top 24 backs as of right now. Let's jump into the receivers. Um, again, up at the top, uh, there are a couple surprises here, but you know, um, your usual suspects for the most part, number one, Michael Thomas, absolutely fucking destroying right now. Drafted fourth, over, uh, fourth receiver overall, Chris Godwin hanging strong at number two drafted 20 overall Cooper cup three right now drafted 21 overall Mike Evans, number four. So the, the Buccaneers and my boy Jameis have two receivers in the oh top four in fantasy right now. <laughs> Mike Evans was drafted number nine overall. Uh, Amari Cooper, number five right now, drafted 13. Julio Jones drafted uh, number three overall. He's six. Um, Lucas, any quick, uh, quick analysis here? Again, at the top here, we, we don't have any nitpicking. Um, who's your biggest surprise, I guess, up at the top? I mean – Everyone's going to pick Cup, and that's just because, like, okay, he would have been a top five drafted receiver. Or, okay, I said top – he would have been a high-end, like, tier two guy if he if everyone knew he was fully healthy. Like, there's, you can't say that you wouldn't have drafted him that high. It's just – I mean, now we know. I guess he's fully fine, uh, as is Sanders, the same injury or whatever. Um, the t- I mean, I guess I can drop one down to Chark is really the only one I'd pick because I see – I don't know. I don't think any of these guys are like Godwin, obviously. Yeah. But it makes sense in the situation he's in. So I don't really think anyone like jumps out too much. Okay. Uh, obviously Cooper cup coming back from the torn ACL. I had my suspicions there, but I had mentioned that he, if he, if I knew he was healthy, I definitely would have had him as my number one Rams receiver. I Mm -hmm. mentioned that on my wide receiver portion of my rankings. I had him as my third because I didn't think he'd be that healthy, but Holy shit, clearly he is. Yeah. Godwin Godwin could be the number one uh, on many teams in the NFL. Mike Thomas, same thing, even with Teddy B, which is great. Amari Cooper really shining with Dak that we saw in the second half of last year, happening all over again. And, I mean, with me at quarterback, fucking Julio would be uh, the same dude. So, he's, a, he's an absolute beast. Um, let's move down to the second half here. Uh, number seven, DJ Chark. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, the biggest surprise with receivers here. He was drafted number 103 overall. So, if he was drafted, he was drafted in about that 10th round, number seven right now. Duke Hopkins down at number eight. He was drafted number one overall for the most part with Devontae Adams. And uh, Julian Edelman, number nine, drafted 14. 
Sammy Watkins, number 10, drafted number 33, and uh, Allen Robinson drafted uh, number 29. He is uh, number 11, and then Kenny Galladay, number 12 right now, drafted number 18. Um, Chris, I mean, DJ Chark is, is obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New Hopkins started really light. He is picking it up quickly. I, I assume he'll be back up there in that second half. Other than those guys, who's maybe yeah. uh, the biggest surprise for you? Probably Robinson, only because I just – I find it – I'm actually surprised that he's this high just based on the offensive production of the of the, uh, the Bears. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just like – And his not quarterbacks? Yeah, yeah. I'm just like I, – I see him on the list. I just don't believe it. So <laughs> – It's there, bro. It's there. <laughs> so, I'm looking. I'm like, is that the right Robinson? So, no, I <laughs> well, just, if, I if it, it isn't, it would have been Demarcus Robinson, which is even yeah. more ridiculous. So Yeah, no, seriously. Um, no, yeah. I mean, other than, you know – I'm not even surprised that Hopkins is at eight, not because I don't think he's that good. I just think, you know, good receivers have slow starts. That's fine. Um, you know, Chark, you know, good, sometimes receivers have great starts that you didn't expect yeah, them to. He's slowing way down for sure. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, so yeah, Robinson's the biggest surprise for me, but good for him. Got it. And Kenny Galladay um, looks to be uh, pretty steady, but Marvin Jones can obviously do his. Looks like Sammy Watkins is still getting carried uh, by his 170 yard or whatever uh, two touchdown performance early in the season. So he just is lingering up at number 10, but I don't I don't see that continuing unless Mahomes comes back anytime soon. And if uh, Watkins can actually stay healthy, but I actually see him falling a little bit as well. Let's go down to the next chunk. Uh, we have Keenan Allen drafted 11th overall. He's 13. Tyler Lockett, 19 overall, 14 right now. T.Y. Hilton drafted 17. He's number uh, he's number 15 right now. And uh, Diggs, um, oh excuse me, uh, Tyrell. Um, did I skip Williams. over here? I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no. Tyrell Williams, number 16. He was 53. Uh, Diggs is 17. He was number 12. And Adam Thielen, they're back to back there. He's 18 and uh, number 10. Um, Lucas, we'll, we'll start with you here. Uh, biggest surprise in this grip, uh, Allen, Lockett, Hilton, Tyrell Williams, Diggs, and Thielen. I mean, I think, okay, obviously if you're just basing it off ADP, it'd be Tyrell, but that's obviously like, you can't use that number just because AB left after drafts yeah. before the mm-hmm. season. Like, so if AB, if it was in the situation right now, I think Tyrell would have been drafted like the 28 to he would have been I think around around like an Allen Robinson I think is a good way to compare him uh That's a good, good point I think the big one honestly is Diggs how low he is if I had to like kind of reverse it a little bit I expect I mean I think we both pull up the rankings we both had him right around like the nine or ten I believe you had him at 13 I had him at 11 so I mean I guess he's not too far off but I expected a lot more in terms of his production on the year well, Kirk Cousins didn't start throwing the ball until like three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, now now they're fucking killing it, and, and Thielen was out, right? So, Diggs, you know, Diggs is crushing. I mean, I still believe that Diggs is going to finish higher than Thielen, uh, which technically he is by one right now. But, uh, For you know, now, I didn't, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that. Um, Chris, you want to jump in here just for a second? or? No, yeah, I, 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 you know, I can echo everything you guys just said. I just think – um, I think a lot of people, a.k.a. me, sold digs low and, uh, you know, now reading it. So that's what it is. There you go. Let's move on to the uh, back half of the wide receivers and we'll move on to the tight ends. Uh, Cortland Sutton. Wow. I Let's mean, go. just just carried, carried by the Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco. We'll see what, we'll see what happens <laughs> now. Not, 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 anymore. not anymore. Number Number 19, Cortland Sutton. He was drafted number 42. My man, Marvin Jones, number 20, was drafted number 40. Uh, um, 
Gallup, who I really like coming in as well, number 21, drafted 47. Terry McLaurin, number 22 right now, drafted 123, uh, the lowest on the list in ADP. Uh, John Brown, 23, drafted 54. And Alshon Jeffrey, 24, he is uh, drafted one uh, number 30. Um, Chris, take us away here on the back half of the receivers. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I mean, Terry McLaurin, as far as I'm concerned, is is probably doing the most with with the let with with the Holy least. Holy shit! He's totally. just like, I mean, even like last week against Minnesota, like you know, he he got blanketed sort of the last half of the game, but like he looks he looks amazing. Like <laughs> he just looks fast. He catches balls. Like I mean, he's just so good. I'm I'm really impressed by him this year. Um, and I also like John Brown. I think John Brown is awesome. I liked him on Baltimore last year. I actually had him, and uh, I watched him a lot. Even in the games where he wasn't producing, he was just like the fastest guy out there. Um, and you can see that right now, uh, and I think, he, I think he's a really good fit for the Bills. So I'm really happy to see uh, Terry and, uh, and John Brown just killing it right now. Lucas, quick thought on the receivers before we get moving on the tight ends? Um, I, guess, I mean, they're all kind of in the same boat. This, this back, uh, back end, I think, is really up for grabs, really, in terms of who has like one or two big games. But, yeah, I think you guys covered it, really. We could talk about all these guys forever, so. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Wide receivers, 1-24, to 24, Thomas Godwin, Cup, Evans, Cooper, Julio, Chark, New Hopkins, Edelman, Watkins, Robinson, Galladay, Allen, Lockett, Hilton, Tyrell Williams, Diggs, Thielen, Sutton, Marvin Jones, Gallup, Terry McLaurin, John Brown, and Alshon Jeffrey. Let's move on to the tight ends. We'll take a quick break, and then we'll come back for our MVPs and uh, our winners and losers for the first half of the fantasy season. Let's get into the top four tight ends right now. Of course, it is a horrible position. A lot of leagues are starting to just get rid of it at this point because it is so top-heavy. However, this is I'm, I'm a tight end guy personally. Uh, just in general, I think you should keep them in leagues. I think this is a perfect – uh, year potentially overall and a situation right now to have the like we should keep tight ends because a lot of those top names are not the top name right now and guys that nobody was even talking about are at the top so we'll start at the top right here number one tight end overall right now mid-season in PPR leagues Austin Hooper drafted tight end 11 Darren Waller number two drafted tight end 25 meaning he was not drafted in most leagues um, unless it was tight end premium number three Hunter Henry coming off that devastating injury uh, and then got hurt again. Uh, he is the tight end three. He was tight end six getting drafted. Travis Kelsey holding on to a top four spot. Of course, the uh, far and away number one tight end drafted. Um, quick thoughts uh, here on the top tight ends. I mean, you know, obviously Hooper and Hooper and Waller jump off the page. I mean, it's kind of strip. This, this position has got to be cursed. Like, <laughs> if you would, if you would have told me that we introduced two new top tight ends, I'd been like, oh okay, the t- position is not dead. But then Earth just fell off the face of the earth, and Lenny Walker, and like it's, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously shocking, I guess, um, but not necessarily just because. I mean, obviously the Falcons' offense isn't really work. I mean, the Falcons' offense isn't working. The team in general uh, is just falling apart. So it kind of makes sense that he's just getting a lot of checkdown routes. Um, Number one, though, way out of what I thought. Um, I didn't. I don't even think I like thought about drafting him in any of my leagues. I had him ranked all the way down at uh, fifteen, and you had him at fourteen. So we were way off on that one, and did not believe in him whatsoever. But uh, we've talked about Kittle, so I think he's going to bounce back a little bit up into that top three spot. Oh yeah, dude, George is. Yeah, I think George will be number one tight end at the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
let's go to the second half here and then we'll move on. Ingram, number five, drafted number five, so he's right in his place. Um, Mark Andrews, number six right now, drafted 17. George Kittle, seven, uh, drafted tight end three. And Ertz drafted as the second tight end in most leagues at number eight. Chris, how do you feel about these guys? Yeah, um, I mean, Mark Andrews has been killing it. I love it. Uh, I actually – we drafted him, Sky, primarily because you love them <laughs> so much. Well, well uh, let me let me pump the brakes really quick and, and deflect the gratitude. Wow. Every time we mention – every time I mention Mark Andrews on this podcast, I immediately give <laughs> rep to my man, Summy, of the Draft Room podcast yeah, because yeah. He, he came on my preseason tight end uh, rankings episode and was like – the one in the industry who was repping Mark Andrews had all the stats to back it up. He talked me into moving him way up the rankings. Then I started looking deeper into it, singing the praises. Boom. You guys drafted him. It worked out. So yeah. shouts out every single time to my man, Summy of the draft room pod, check him out. Go ahead. No, totally. Yeah, absolutely, man. And like, it's one of those things too. It's like, you know, when you hear like, I mean, Mark, Mark Andrews wasn't like a, a household tight end name, let's say. And so when I'd first heard your podcast and how like, uh, how passionate you guys were about him, essentially. I started to do my own research, and then I, I actually re-listened to that part of the episode, and I was kind of like, everything makes sense. So if it makes sense, then let's not fight it. Let's just, let's just go with it. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's just working out. And, I, I'm, you know, it's obviously – and I just like when guys, like, kind of break out, and that's awesome. So, um, yeah. And then, I mean, look, I mean, we, I don't want to spend too much time on Earths. So we kind of know what's been happening there. It's like he's, he's good, but, like, I, I don't know what's ha- – I don't know what the, the – I can't figure out their offense. I don't know what they're doing. It's uh, deep, and, they just have too many weapons. Yeah, it's and it's weird that Ertz isn't like the main one. So mm-hmm. um, it's confusing. It's confusing. Um, and then Kittle, honestly, I think I'm I'm probably most surprised by him, Sky, just because like I guess I didn't see the identity of San Francisco being run first. Uh, and I don't know if it's because Jimmy G just isn't a great quarterback, and I know you're not too high on him, or or they just have that strong of a running game with an offensive line that's good. I, I don't know. I can't. That's another one that I'm really confused by because Kittles should be so much better than seven. Uh, both. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he gets to play the Cardinals tonight. And again, I'm not going to talk about the game, but let's just say that George Kittle will be moving up the ranks after this week. Yeah, and he gets sure. the Cardinals in, in two weeks from now again. George Kittle is going to be just fine, bro. He's, yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Niner homer. I'm obviously biased, but just like he's my favorite tight end in the league just to watch yeah. and his energy and like good social media follow, like just a fun dude. I want to just go – have a beer with him you know what i mean like looks yeah. like a cool ass dude um and a hell of a player obviously uh george kittle is going to shoot right up i'm worried about Ertz was preseason i'm pissed that i didn't follow my like legitimate um my legitimate conviction and my gut feeling that like i didn't want to draft Ertz where i did uh and and rank him up in the top three four and i talked myself out of it and i wanted goddard higher and i just couldn't pull the trigger to like drop Ertz all the way down i don't think i would have had him at eight preseason by any means but like out of the top five, I basically was saying that all preseason, and I think I kept him at number three or four at max. And I just, I kind of envisioned this happening a little bit. Um, and then, uh, you know, Andrews, you know, big ups, and then Ingram just saying where he needs to be. Let's go to the bottom half of the tight ends here, uh, and then we'll uh, take a quick break. Darren Fells, raise your hand if you know who Darren Fells is. Okay, moving on. <laughs> tight end 164. Lucas, you, you typed in the ADPs. I want to just cross check is this no, correct what the fuck right. <laughs> that, that's right he, How? Okay. he jordan akins got hurt so the only tight end that maybe you would have picked up in like a 30 team league got hurt for the texans and somehow this 34 year old tight end stumbles in for like what's he at five touchdowns on the year oh killing yeah. it 
Yep. He, has, he has more touchdowns than Kittle. Like, come on. Dude, 164 tight end. He was not in my top 10, that's for sure. He sits at number nine. Uh, Greg Olson somehow still in the top 10 uh, because tight end position is horrible. He was 15. Delaney Walker lingering around the top 12 as well uh, at number 11. And then Jason, Jason Witten, who probably will catch uh, two touchdowns against the Giants this week, as he always does. Number 12 somehow on those uh, eight-yard curls. And um, he was number 21. Uh, coming out of the booth uh, really quick. I mean, there's not much to say down here. Uh, any, any quick mentions of these guys? Um, well, I guess I'm surprised Goddard's not in this list. There must be he, like, he will be soon. Yeah. Uh, Witten's going to stay at 12 forever. There's never leaving that spot right there. <laughs> uh, but it's, no, I nothing to add. It's funny. He's kind of like the, the perpetual, and it's not happening this year, but the perpetual, like Phillip Rivers, like QB 13 yeah, uh, kind Rivers of a thing. Yeah, you know, like, too, this year. Yeah, yeah, exactly, every single year. So, all right, well, those are the top uh, top tight ends as well. One to 12, uh, Hooper, Waller, Henry, Kelsey, Ingram, uh, Andrews, Kittle, Ertz, Fells, Olsen, Walker, Witten. After the break, we'll come back and we'll uh, each recite our MVPs our winners, and our losers from the first half. Hey, listeners, take a break here. If you like what you're hearing and you want to find us outside of the podcast, please like and follow us on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod, on Twitter at tck underscore pod, on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast, or drop us an email at tckpod at gmail.com. Of course, please have a rate and review on the podcast after you subscribe really does help us to get your feedback and make sure you go visit our website tckpod.com for weekly rankings and lucas's start sit article also please go listen and subscribe to the commish fantasy football podcast and follow them on ig and twitter at the commish ffp chris and alex good family over there tck pod listener league participants uh, good friends of the podcast obviously guests here on the podcast make sure you go support them we like to support each other please go over there and give them some love as well before we get into the second half of the episode here's a quick word from our sponsor anchor stay tuned Hey, TCK Potters, I want to give a shout out to Anchor, which is the podcast avenue we record with to bring you these episodes. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. Like, how do I record a podcast? How do I record an episode? How do I get the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast onto all of the apps that people are listening to? And how can I reach as many people as possible for free and make money at the same time from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now Anchor can match you up with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Gaining some revenue from those podcast sponsors is essential to making necessary upgrades to the podcast and your overall brand. I appreciate how user-friendly Anchor is and how we can record our episodes via our computers or over the phone, similar to a voice memo or a phone call, and we can record these episodes, edit them down as needed, upload them, and boom, the episode is ready to launch. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and even make money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start. That's anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. One more time, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. 
All right, let's kick off our MVPs here. We have an MVP for quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. We also have a winner for each position and a loser as well. Gentlemen, if you've got stats, if you want to rep your dude or, or curse your guy who's a loser, feel free to drop it. I personally am just going to kind of rock my list. I mean, this is just how I feel about it. We've all watched the games. People probably agree with a lot of these, um, you know, more or less here. And uh, we'll just kind of rock it. And basically, let's, you know, if you have any feedback for anybody, let's do it. Otherwise, let's just crush it out. Let's do um, let's do losers first and we'll work our way up to I want to end on a positive. You know what I mean? We'll start with our losers, and we'll start with our quarterbacks. Uh, Chris, we'll let you go first. Um, so far in the first half of the season, who is your loser? And this is fantasy football, right? This is not, not NFL. This is yep. fantasy football. Yep. Who is your loser based on ADP, based on burning you in a couple weeks? Maybe he got injured, whatever it is. Who's your loser at the quarterback position? Okay, so, Lucas, you took Baker. I wanted to pick Baker. Yes. So I, I skipped on Baker. <laughs> so my second option is Jimmy G uh, for a lot of different reasons. I mean, I, I, he got drafted pretty high in my home league. Um, we do play a, a QB premium league. So we have a half point per completion, which makes QBs much more attractive um, in the earlier rounds. And so Jimmy G was drafted pretty high. And uh, I mean, he's dropped now. Nobody has him. And we, we play two QBs. So if that kind of gives you a, a hint, like we can take all the QBs we can get and he's not even drafted or picked up on any of our, uh, our teams. And so I, I don't I mean, Sky, you're the San Francisco 49er and I, he just doesn't seem like a confident quarterback. And for me, like as a fantasy owner, that scares the shit out of me. And I hate watching that. So <laughs> that's kind of where I stand on Jimmy G. I rest my case. Lucas, how about you? <laughs> if, if I told you he has four touchdowns right now, would that change your mind? I mean, probably <laughs> not, but, but I believe it if that's the case. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Lucas, your your quarterback yes. loser first half of the season. I've been waiting about two days to rip on Baker again. I've been waiting. Uh, do I even need to explain it, I guess? I mean, I put Baker LOL, so it's not like I was high on Baker, uh, obviously, to start the year, or uh, any Browns team for that matter, or player for that matter. Uh, I put him in the losers category because I think he was QB5 to start the year, which is outrageous. And, yeah, I, I don't really need to add much more. I think people have heard it enough. Definitely a letdown. And I, you know, I've been eating crow for a handful of weeks, man. I still believe in the talent. I still think the Browns are eventually going to turn it around, but they definitely have not. Um, I was stoked on Baker. I almost kept him on my league of record. I actually moved off and kept Aaron Jones. Um, but, uh, you know, I almost kept Baker in the 17th round, uh, which still would have been a steal, but, um, yeah, definitely disappointing. I, I think it turns around the second half, but so far, Lucas, uh, you are in the lead on this one for sure. For now, for now. M mine, mine is Carson Wentz, and he's not even terrible. Uh, it's really just like the hype of what Carson Wentz has developed. He was incredible when he was on his way to an MVP and then blew out his knee and Foles accidentally won the Super Bowl and all that. But since then, it's like he kind of has that like gun-shy – doesn't run as much anymore kind of thing. And I, I don't want to say that he's like turning into Cam Newton because he's way younger and I think much more talented at this point in their careers. But if you take that away from Carson Wentz, he just, I don't think has like 300, 350 and three every single week. And he was again drafted as a top, you know, 10, uh, eight quarterback in most leagues. And um, I don't think there's anybody on the Eagles. They're a good team. 
but there's nobody on the Eagles team who stands out as like a really special superstar to me. And for my top quarterback, I would need, and to draft that high with that capital, I would need that guy. And uh, it just isn't happening. So Carson Wentz to me has been a bit of a letdown. I wasn't super high on him. I didn't draft him anywhere. Um, But those teams that did draft him, I think, uh, you know, could potentially be uh, already, you know, looking at different quarterback options. So so I I reached a little bit because, um, you know, I didn't want to pick somebody who got super injured or anything like that. But Wentz, to me, uh, uh, was a letdown. Um, let's move on to our running backs. And uh, Lucas, I'll let you go first on this one. Who's your running back loser? Uh, well, me and me and Chris have the same one. Uh, Double team them. Like, I mean, yeah, I had to. <laughs> it's kind of a common one. Like, for me, it was I had him as a keeper kind of by lack of depth on uh, my main league. Uh, it was Joe Mixon, I guess I forgot to say it was. I mean, it makes sense why everyone can be mad, but it's not his fault at all. Something like it's – I don't know. It's kind of just a bad case scenario for him, kind of like what Le'Veon Bell is kind of doing this year in a worse way. And I think that'll kind of – that's why you have Bell, Sky. But I don't know. I mean, mixing bad team, bad line, lots of negative game scripts. It's just all – it was just the perfect formula for uh, lack of production. Chris, piggyback. Yeah, part of it, part of it's my, you know, I think I'm mad at myself and I'm just taking it out on Joe Mixon because I said earlier that I, I took Joe Mixon over Cook and uh, that's, it was obviously, you know, that's a terrible decision now. Um, But I don't know, Lucas, man, I I feel like when they were, I mean, when, when Andy Dalton was putting up 400 yards a game, like they were moving the ball and Mixon still wasn't producing anything. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't know, like, I I do kind of think it's his fault a little bit, like, Something, something wasn't right in the beginning of the season, and I just think he's lost a little bit of confidence or a lot of confidence, and he hasn't been able to regain it this season, and um, it's just not translating because they were moving the ball, and he just wasn't a part of it. So. Yeah, I mean, I think you can kind of relate it into, like, uh, Gurley with uh, – Yeah. Uh, shoot, whatever. McVay's first year, like, they were awful. Like, they had nothing going. Sure. And I mean, I don't know if that's like exactly the case, but you could definitely see. I mean, he's obviously going to be better next year because they're going to get their O line healthy and whatnot. But yeah, it's very, very interesting. I guess what's happening in Cincinnati for sure. They lost two major linemen, and Zach Taylor's not using him the way that I thought he was. This is this honestly, he's my biggest bust and loser as well. But I wanted to just like nail down Lev one more time on the podcast. <laughs> Um, but we could have we could have easily gone trifecta here on Mixon. Yeah, sure. I I also drafted him high uh, in just one league because I couldn't put all my eggs in a basket. But they lost a, a major offensive line early, and then they lost another one right before the draft, mm-hmm. and that hurts a lot. I had Mixon at number six preseason ahead of a lot of people because I thought if Zach Taylor comes in, who's coming over from the Rams, obviously, if he comes in and he uses Mixon like he used Gurley. Not that Mixon would be girly, but if he used him like that out of the pass game and a three down back and goal line work and all the shit, um, and AJ Green was healthy at all, this team would be a lot different and Mixon probably would be maybe a top 10 running back. None of that's happened, clearly. Uh, they fed the shit out of him last week and he still had about 60 yards. So I'm concerned about Mixon, obviously, as well. Um, so I'm with you guys there. Le'Veon Bell is my loser. I've talked enough about him. We'll just move on here for the sake of time. Um, Let's uh let's blaze through the the uh, losers here, and then we'll get into our winners and spend a little more time. So uh, why don't you guys just rally off your loser for receiver and uh, tight end, and maybe give a quick uh, quick note about each guy. But we'll speed it up here a little bit on the second half. Uh, Chris, why don't you go first? Loser, wide receiver, and tight end, and a quick note about each, and we'll move on. 
Still got here, yeah. Hey, sorry, I lost a little connection there. No problem, man. You are back. We're, we're, we're live. We're live here. No worries. We're just going to pick it up, man. What I was saying is let's just uh, speed up the podcast a little bit. Why, yep. don't you, uh, why don't you continue what's going on here? Just drop in your loser for wide receiver and tight end. And yep. uh, maybe, maybe one quick mention about each guy, and then we're going to cruise through here to save some time. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, Scott, I mean, we, we kind of doubled up here a little bit. Um, but and, and part of this is that, you know, I have Woods in, in TCK League and God, I can't, I couldn't even package him in, in trade deals if I wanted to right now. Uh, unfortunately, the, the offense has just gone totally away from him. And, uh, you know, it, it just, you know, Woods ain't the same guy he was last year. It's just pr- pretty simple. And then Ertz again. Yeah, I think, I think where you drafted Ertz, uh, you know, per the, per the production, um, you know, you're absolutely disappointed in it. So, Lucas? Uh, Odell, that's enough. I, I don't have anything else to add. <laughs> Uh, for real, um, Brown's hatred aside, do you think, uh, you know, he just put up six for 60 against the Patriots who Bill Belichick straight up told him he wasn't going to do shit. And he did a little bit. Do you think they can turn it around the second half? Uh, actually, yeah, I think I was kind of looking at their playoff schedule and it's actually kind of nice. Um, I th- okay. I guess the thing with him was there was just too many weapons for the target share that he's required his whole career I guess to put up his fantasy production so it's not like it's like oh I hate Odell or whatever type thing I think it was just more of a there's no way he could put up wide receiver five numbers I guess that's kind of how I approached it this year but yeah I think there's I mean shoot he can't do much worse I guess so I think he's definitely gonna bounce back cool give me your tight end real quick uh OJ Howard pretty self-explanatory for everyone that was high on him I think OJ Howe, and I'm not like a professional by any means, but I, I care about fantasy football way more than I probably should. Um, OJ Howard's like the only guy who's either really good and shouldn't have been or really shitty and should have been that I can't fucking explain at all. I think it's both. Like, actually, like. Pretend- it doesn't, nothing, he's not fucking hurt. Like, they're just literally not using him. He catches like two 30-yard bombs a game that get called back by holding. He's been <laughs> overthrown in the end zone. Jameis is lighting the league on fire. He has two receivers in the top four. And O.J. Howard, who is arguably one of the top three most talented tight ends in the entire league, is non-existent. Like, I literally don't have an explanation, just except for question marks. It's fucking weird. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird because, like, I mean, everyone had an explanation. They said Arians doesn't use tight ends. And no one – I mean, like, I didn't want to believe it because I'm like, yeah, you're just not going to use this six-foot-four fast tight end. That's it's so big. That, Athletic, I mean, a combine freak, but I mean, I mean, maybe it is true. Maybe Aaron Ugh. just doesn't use tight ends. Like, maybe it's a thing. Makes me makes me super sad. Um, I will go uh, quickly through mine. I mean, I have the same actually as Chris uh, with Woods. I actually I put Brandon Cooks in here as well. I'm gonna give him a little bit of a slide just because he's had two really gnarly concussions. And honestly, I think I don't want to say his career is in jeopardy yet. Yeah, uh, but we've, we, we've seen this happen, man, to receivers and smaller guys that get fucking rocked. And uh, I think he's going to miss multiple games with a second concussion. And I'm really worried about him, man, um, unfortunately. So Cooks was kind of my sidebar there. Woods, same thing. Gerald Everett uh, has really been, I think, a, a cramp in the side there. And with Gurley, not Gurley, Goff isn't that good, which I mentioned uh, preseason as well. I was worried about him overall. And, and that, that team has really just slowed down. They're still better than half the league because they have talent and McVay's awesome and they have a general flow and Cooper Cup is fucking off the hook. 
but they're not the Rams. And these two receivers have really uh, taken a toll on that. Ertz, same thing. Dallas Goddard, too many weapons. The Eagles aren't moving the ball as well. Their defense isn't as good. Uh, I rest my case there. Um, we can move on to our winners and start getting a little more positive here. Um, Chris, I'll let you start. And I kind of like the double up here. So let's, let's do that for sake of time and, and yeah. we'll make that happen. So I'm going to go bottom up uh, here. So let's go tight end receiver, running back, quarterback uh, for these next two categories here. So we're going to do our winners. Now we're going to get to our MVPs after this. So this is not necessarily your MVP, but this is, this is a winner for you. Again, somebody maybe you drafted late that worked out. Somebody you thought might have an injury concern. Didn't. They're healthy and killing it. Maybe somebody you traded for and it's worked out. Whatever it is, a keeper, whatever it is, this is your winner. Chris, why don't you start us off and please give me your tight end and your receiver for your winner in the first half of fantasy so far. Yeah, so I went tight end Waller and uh, wide receiver Godwin. I just think where either you drafted them or where you probably bought them, um, I think guys probably didn't – you probably – guys who sold you Waller and Godwin if you got them via a trade, you probably still got the better of the deal even if you thought that – or they thought that they were selling high. They're that good right now. Um, Waller obviously was, I think, ranked 25th going into the season and Godwin was somewhere off the charts, so – um, not so, again, not surprised that Godwin's having the success he has. He's kind of having the Juju Schuster type of year that Juju had last year and Juju should have had this year, but, you know, didn't. Um, Godwin's that guy. So, yep, very happy with both of them. I think th those two guys on, on anybody's teams right now, you're probably sitting pretty with, uh, with a solid wide receiver one and a tight end one. Man, can't go wrong with either one of those guys. Uh, Lucas, why don't you piggyback on one of those guys and then uh, give me the other one? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think it's Waller. I think it's – I mean, you can I don't think you can say any other tight end was as big of a winner as him. I mean, it's hard to, when you can. It's hard to argue that when you can pick up the tight end two on the season off waivers. I think it's really. I mean, obviously, I've been playing fantasy football as long as you probably have, Sky, but I don't think that's ever happened in the time that I've played it. The sorry to cut you off. The only other one I would compare it to. Uh, which I did last year was Eric Ebron was the same thing. Now, yeah. Eric Ebron was was catered by 15 touchdowns, or 14, I think, um, 13 receiving and one, like, little run something. Um, but uh, Eric Ebron was the same guy last year, but I'm, I'm with you on uh, picking him up off waivers. Mm -hmm. And then uh, my receiver is DJ Chark. Um, not necessarily, like, my winner by any means, but I think he's really helped teams that – maybe had like a Tyreek Hill or an Adams or just any wide receiver or flex gap, uh, just kind of stay afloat and keep their team alive until those, uh, uh, the Adams comes back or Tyreek Hill gets Mahomes back. So I think he was kind of just a big uh, help there. Waller and Chark are definitely the biggest surprises, I think, at their respective uh, positions so far. And Terry McLaurin, obviously, with the mm -hmm. receivers as well. There, so I like those two. For me, it's uh, it's Mark Andrews, and and I think a lot of this has to do with again, you know, Summy coming up with it, and me diving a little bit deeper and being like, all right, I'm going to invest in this. The problem, see, this is the weird part. Like, you know, this podcast is definitely growing, and and the help of you two guys for sure uh, has been immense, and we're taking a huge stride forward than we did last year and everything else. The problem about hosting a podcast <laughs> is that a lot of people listen to this for like my advice and our advice really as a team, uh, which is awesome. It's super flattering. And I appreciate y'all like trusting us and whatever. We spend a lot of time and energy on this. The problem is in something like a listener league, especially, or anything else where my fucking homies are listening <laughs> to what I have to say, they start picking my dudes, you know, like they know that I want 
Mark Andrews and then I'm going to wait for him in the 10th round. So they pick him in the eighth, you know what I'm saying? And like, so I didn't get him in many leagues, unfortunately, but I did get him in two <laughs> and uh, I'm doing well with that. So I'm pretty stoked. So Mark Andrews is my dog at, at, uh, at the uh, tight end position for sure. And then, I mean, how can you go wrong with Cooper cup? Right. I mean, he was, I love Cooper cup last year or sorry, two years ago. Last year he gets hurt. This year I loved him coming in, but I wasn't sure about the ACL. I passed on him in every league because I just couldn't do it in the fourth round. And I've been kicking my kicking my own ass all season. So I don't actually even have him on a team. But just like you said, uh, Lucas with DJ Chark, uh, Cooper Cup is winning people leagues right now, um, single-handedly, frankly, with his uh, dominance. And uh, he has been absolutely phenomenal. And Again, another dude that just somebody I would want to be friends with. You know what I mean? So I root for the kid anyway. Uh, really, uh, really good young talent in the league. So shouts out to Cooper Cup there. Uh, so Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup for me. Uh, let's go to our running back and quarterback. Lucas, I'll let you start this one off. Give me your running back and quarterback together and give me a little snippet for each. Uh, d- before I do that, uh, did you see the news that Le'Veon Bell said the Steelers were trying to trade back for him? Yeah, I don't – dude – I mean, we don't have to talk about it. I was just making sure that was like a real thing that I didn't just like Fucking see that. Maybe on Bell, dog. <laughs> That's okay. Maybe, maybe, maybe right. he's. Maybe this is like a. Maybe this is like a, a like a trick or treat thing. You there know, you it's like. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Like, like, are they serious? You know, like Mike Tomlin three weeks ago was gonna go fucking coach Washington. Yeah, like that, Antonio well, Brown's well, gonna be back in the league. Like, dude, get the hell Tom out of here! Like I don't want to hear that shit. Leaving, according to Stephen A. Smith, like I don't want to hear this shit, bro. Let's keep going. I, all right, uh, fired up. Running back Austin Eckler. Kind of, I think I kind of put these all uh, just kind of like in the same perspective. Obviously, Eckler, if you got him at running back thirty, is I mean, shoot, he's the running back one for the first three weeks, and he's still probably top 10 to top four uh, in points per game. He's definitely filled a gap if you were hurting at uh, any, any spot. Same with Tarkin Waller. So I think he really stepped up uh, for the running back spot for the QB. Uh, and I really – he's also my MVP is Lamar Jackson. Cool. Beast. I was, like, surprisingly kind of high on him or found myself always drafting him some for some reason. I don't – it wasn't like I had him, like – I don't even know where I had him ranked. I probably had him at, like, the 11 spot. Uh, yeah, 11. So it's not like I was like number one quarterback by any means, but he was definitely always on my team just due to ADP. And he has, I mean, I can't imagine. He's probably like bottom half in QBR and he's the number one in points per game of fantasy quarterback. So it's kind of this obviously a league winner right there. Yeah, dude's an animal. Super fun to watch too. And I, I was repping him heavy last year. I was on it this year, but wasn't super sure he'd be this good, obviously. But I was really pumped on him uh, him last year. So I'm, I'm with you on, on Lamar Jackson for sure. Chris, how about you? Running back and quarterback. Yeah, so I have Cook in the running back spot and uh, Dak in the QB spot. Uh, so for me, Cook is basically like the Cooper Cup of, of running backs. Like, you know, he's coming off of an injury that probably scared a bunch of people. He probably fell probably further in drafts. Um, than where most guys like to have had him, but um, he's absolutely overperforming in Minnesota's obviously right now, at least for now, and it looks like for the foreseeable future um, running through him. So uh, yeah, so he's absolutely a winner there. And then, yeah, I think Dak is just playing well. I mean, he's, um, you know, he's playing well against, uh, against tough competition. Um, I think, I think we had him like what fourth or fourth overall this year so far points per game. So um, yeah, I mean, if you drafted him, you probably took him late and uh, you're probably, you know, thinking yourself for it. So, 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, man. Obviously, Dalvin Cook, a pleasant surprise. And Dak Prescott, another guy I was high on, didn't think he'd be this good. But we saw at the second half of last season, especially when Amari Cooper came over, Dak was, you know, a top six quarterback. And here he is again. So it's, it's nice to see that happening. And Kellen Moore uh, taking over uh, the play calling duties in Dallas has really upped up that game there. Now, Zeke has fallen by the wayside a little bit, but he'll be just fine moving forward. So I love that pick as well. Um, Leonard Fournette, for me, for running back, is nice. And again, just like Dalvin Cook, man, same story, really. It's just he is staying healthy. And he's the only weapon for the Jags outside of DJ Chark, really. And he uh, hasn't even scored touchdowns yet. He's got one touchdown on the season. I think he gets probably six to eight in the second half alone, which I think will skyrocket him up to the top. And as, as long as he stays healthy, um, I love me some uh, Leonard Fournette. I took a gamble on him in the league of record. It's obviously paid off dividends, and I'm feeling good about that. <clears throat> and Aaron Rodgers, which sounds kind of silly, I guess, to put him as a winner, and one of you guys have, has him as your MVP. We'll get to that in a second. But really, it was kind of like the question marks, right? It was like, uh, you know, are, are they going to use two running backs? Who do they have outside of uh, uh, Devontae Adams? Um, Matt LaFleur comes over. Rodgers is getting old. Well, now Devontae Adams gets hurt. The Packers are winning games, but they look like shit. Uh, they have two running backs, but what's their identity? Yada, yada. And um, Aaron Rodgers, the last couple of weeks, man, has absolutely turned it on. Aaron Jones is the truth. Jamal Williams is the truth. No, None of the receivers have stepped up like – individually as a superstar, but they're all collectively playing really well. The defense has been really the star of the show for the Packers and Rogers has looked vintage in the last two weeks. So I'm just really super surprised that he is as good as he was. And I was telling everybody preseason that if Aaron Rodgers was in my leagues, I don't care what the league was. If he was around in the fifth round, I was drafting him. He was there twice. I drafted him in both leagues. It was a little bit shaky to get started, but I feel really good about it now. So stoked on Aaron Rodgers. He's my winner at the quarterback position. Let's move on to the MVPs, uh, and then we'll get out of here. And, uh, like, this this is kind of – some of these are obvious. Uh, most of them probably are obvious. But it's, it's really like this guy is carrying your team individually, carrying fantasy teams, uh, helping you win the league. And what's crazy about these MVPs is some of them are going to continue. Some of them are going to fall off. And there's going to be new names on this list come the second half when we do this again. But right now – who are your guys' MVPs so far, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end? Chris, we'll let you go with your tight end and your receiver first. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to stick with the, the winner there, and that's Waller. Again, I think uh, just the production he's been having. Um, if it's a PPR league and just the, you know, the amount of production he's had for, uh, for Oakland has been incredible. And then, again, Cooper Cup. I mean, dude, the guy is so good. He's always open. He gets all the receptions. That offense flows through him. It went, you know, went from Todd Gurley to Cooper Cup in one season. So um, he's absolutely the MVP from wide receiver standpoint. If you got him, you probably drafted him late, and you know he's carrying the team. So I totally agree, Lucas. How about you at the tight end wide receiver positions? Uh, so I went with Kittle on this one, and it's more. There could have been like Waller could have been here, your guy could have been here. Like this, there could have been a ton of people, um, but I seem to find myself rostering Kittle in a lot of leagues I guess I think I just kind of believed in the positive regression when people were kind of screaming uh negative regression a little bit I don't know it's just kind of like a personal spot in there um obviously he's balling and we've talked about it before that he gets to play the Cardinals obviously tonight and then in two weeks and the rest of the schedule is very easy so I have him my tight end MVP and like we both agreed today I think he'll remain there uh when we check back in this 
whenever we do it again, week after the Super Bowl or whatever. Receiver spot, this is my uh, my air yards. Uh, <laughs> what's the word? Val- validation, Val- maybe? Yeah, I, sure. I don't, I don't really know what to deem them yet. But, uh, you could call him the validator. How about that? Sure, we'll call him the validator. The validator, Mike Evans, after dropping the zero spot on me in week two in literally every single league because his ADP was like end of second, which was outrageous. So I took him in almost every league. Um, but he is working for me now, uh, especially in the listener league. When I paired him with Tyler Lockett, I seem to either get 16 or about like 85 with them combined every other week. So it's working. Um, but he is, I mean, I don't want to say he's going to keep this up because who knows with Winston at QB. But if he does, I think he'll definitely end as a top five receiver. I totally agree with you. I'm going to move on here. Lucas, just really quick on your side. I think you're cutting out just a little bit uh, while I'm discussing while we move forward. Just check your Wi-Fi connection and uh, everything else on your side. Not a big deal. Uh, Moving on, I have uh, Austin Hooper as my tight end, which, I mean, pretty self-explanatory as he's the number one tight end right now. But, you know, you're drafting him in shit. I mean, the eighth round probably just kind of like, yeah, you know, he was tight end six last year. Hopefully he'll even finish that high. We'll see what happens. If you took a gamble and you missed out on the big three and then the second three and you just ended up with Hooper and you're kind of like, ah, shit, I'll try him out for three weeks and drop him probably or whatever, uh, (laughs) you're stoked. Because if your tight end is like your third best player on your team, you're doing really well, uh, of course, with the tight ends being so finicky. So Austin Hooper was big. I was pretty stoked on him coming in. I didn't draft him anywhere because I was terrified of the situation. But I did give him a big up preseason uh, because Dirk Cutter was coming back. And what Dirk Cutter was able to do with Cameron Brait and O.J. Howard in Tampa, which obviously is not happening now with Arians, I was excited for uh, Hooper to get that work at the tight end position. Clearly it's paid off, and uh, Hooper is killing it for your, your fantasy team. My receiver, uh, you know, can't guard Mike, and that's for real, for real. Dude's a beast, beats everybody. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in. I love Teddy B, but he doesn't throw the ball downfield, which I'm not sure there's one receiver in the league that would be as efficient and as dominant uh, with a quarterback like Teddy Bridgewater because he doesn't throw the ball downfield. But Michael Thomas doesn't really run deep routes ever, right? So he's, he's 10 for 100 every single week, no matter who it is, and he catches a touchdown occasionally. As consistent as it comes, highest catch rate in the league, Michael Thomas is just an absolute, absolute animal. So he's, he's my MVP so far at the, at the wide receiver position. And as much as everyone loves Michael Thomas, I think it was kind of like a, yeah, he's a great uh, NFL receiver, but there's bigger names ahead of him in fantasy. Uh, well, Devontae got hurt. Nuke started slow. Julio uh, has had a shaky offense and no defense and uh, Juju and, and Odell and some of these guys are kind of hit or miss all of a sudden Michael Thomas has, has risen to the top there. So very impressive with him. Let's go with our uh, running backs and quarterbacks. Lucas, we'll let you start this one off. I uh, put Nick Chubb down kind of uh, still kind of on the personal end, I guess. I just have him in a lot of different leagues, but I think uh, it really – you really had to decide going into the year if you were going to let the Kareem Hunt thing sort of uh, decide how you approach the running back situation. Because I think if you weren't bought into Nick Chubb, then you ended up taking one a running back early. But if you were able to wait, then you could have got, I don't know, like a Michael Thomas, Nick Chubb type guy. But I think he's really exceeded my expectations and probably everyone in terms of what he's been doing. Uh, like we said, we'll see what happens when Hunch comes back week 10, I hope they don't timeshare it. That'd be so bad. I would just be like, 
I don't know. I'm just not a huge – I don't think Hunt's that great. Um, he really – I mean, he's just a system back for Andy Reid. But I think uh, only on a one-year deal with the Browns, I don't think it's much of a threat to Chubb. And your quarterback? Oh, my quarterback, uh, Lamar Jackson. Uh, I've stated about everything earlier in the winners. He just – I mean, no one would have said that he was the QB1 in points per game beginning of the year uh, if he was bottom half in QBR. Like, there's no way – no one could have tied those two together. Do you think he'll be the QB1 after this week against New England? I mean – The answer is no. Like, but how many <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nancy's probably no in points per game, I guess. But I think he'll yeah. do enough running the ball to not fall down on the list by any means. <laughs> Got it. Chris, how about you, bro? Yeah, so running back, I picked uh, McCaffrey um, for a couple of reasons. I think in the draft, if you drafted McCaffrey, it's probably because the guy in front of you drafted Saquon. But if you drafted McCaffrey first, you should be running your own podcast. Good for you. I'm with you. He's absolutely killing it. Um, he's an animal. Uh, we all knew that last year going in. I think a lot of people had him RB2 going into the season. Um, if not, maybe RB3 behind Zeke. So, um, yeah, he, he's just a beast. So, uh, he's my MVP for running back. And then Aaron Rodgers, I put as the, the MVP for QB. He's in the running for overall probably MVP in the, in the whole league. But for fantasy-wise, so, uh, Sky, I've mentioned this before, but my home league, we play a half point per completion um, so Rodgers actually hasn't quite had that dip in my home league that he might have had at the beginning of the season for other yeah, leagues. That makes sense. Yep. And, um, you know, he's just been an absolute monster. He actually ended up putting up like 70 points one week, a couple weeks ago when he had that five touchdown, one, you know, one rushing touchdown week. So, um, yeah, he's just, he's just an animal. The guy who has him had Baker Mayfield, who – and so he's out of the playoffs right now as it stands. But Rodgers is, is inching him back in it. And, uh, and so, you know, he – He's basically carrying this guy's team into the playoffs. So, um, so yeah. So, so Rodgers is uh, Rodgers is a stallion. Excellent. I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook as my running back. We've we've talked about him a lot on the podcast. It's it's just a matter of um, I wanted to rank him in my top three, but without knowing that his knees after two years of injuries would hold up, I couldn't do it. Um, I ended up grabbing him in one league out of five, uh, just because I passed on him in most other leagues. Man, just just like you guys, you know, picking up Mixon and grabbing other dudes like we just didn't know. And, uh, yeah, it looks like shit now, but preseason, you don't know this kind of thing. It happens every year. And yeah. uh, I just, you know, didn't believe in it, but I went with him in the uh, listener league, actually. And, uh, obviously, it's worked out. Um, Dalvin Cook's great. He's one of my favorite runners. Him and uh, – I think him and Alvin Kamara are probably my favorite, like, running backs to watch. Uh, Saquon and McCaffrey and Zeke are amazing. But for some reason, I just – I like watching Dalvin Cook and, and Kamara do their thing. So, Dalvin Cook, uh, love him. And uh, Russell Wilson – um, quarterback, I, you know, I live up in Seahawk country, which I mentioned a lot. I'm a 49er fan. So ultimately rivals and shit, you know, and I, I despise the Seahawks. Right. Um, but I, I say, every time I say that I immediately followed up with, I love Russell Wilson. And until this year, if Russell Wilson, I would say, and if Russell Wilson's on any other team in the NFL, he would be a top three quarterback because they'd actually let him throw the ball. Well, Chris Carson's an animal but the Seahawks are actually turning it loose a little bit this year. And the efficiency of Tyler Lockett is unbelievable. DK Metcalf is starting to come out of a shell a little bit. They've got a couple other hidden gems in the passing game as well. And Russell Wilson is just one of the best, just accurate quarterbacks in the NFL when they turn them loose. And he's been a pleasant surprise. So I was down on Russell Wilson. I had Breeze ahead of him. I, I not sure I had Wentz ahead of him, but I definitely had him uh, out of my top six. And, um, 
he's really getting it done. He's, he's not running as much as he used to early in his career, but he's definitely getting it done. So Russell Wilson is my MVP. Um, so MVPs one more time uh, for Chris, uh, Rogers, McCaffrey, Cup, and Waller, Lucas, Lamar Jackson, Chubb, Evans, and Kittle. And I had Russell Wilson, Cook, Thomas, and Hooper. Uh, we are running out of time here. We're late in the podcast already. So if you're still with us, appreciate you hanging out. Um, we are going to get into our draft on another episode um, and we will, we will cut loose. Any final uh, thoughts here on the first half recap from either one of you guys? No, sir. No, Lucas, I just wanted to give you the uh, congratulations on beating me a couple weeks ago. I never got the uh, official uh, opportunity. You know, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't continue. The, I, the next week was brutal, I guess. So it was, it was a good win, but I didn't, get to, I didn't follow it up with holding on the first place. Uh, Carson mm-hmm. Wentz really let me down. So Yeah, well, I put up a, I put up a goose egg uh, last week, so I'd rather not yeah. talk about it. So this guy. <laughs> Well, there, there, you, there you go, kids. We're all competitors at heart, but in the spirit of good sportsmanship, Chris, great move. Uh, both of you guys have beat me by at least 50, uh, so <laughs> hopefully. Um, I'm doing pretty well in the league myself, but both of you guys have shelled me so far, so hopefully uh, I'll get you, get you as both in the playoffs and return the favor. But um, appreciate you guys doing this. Huge recap in week one, a longer episode, of course. Uh, we're going to do this at the end of the season again. But um, until then, make sure you're doing your research in uh, the first half of the season and make sure you're paying attention to trends. And some of these guys are not, not flukes and other guys are going to fall off. So make sure you're doing your work. Keep it tuned right here to uh, the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. And before we go, um, Chris, please give a shout out where people can hear your podcast as well. Thanks, man. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, yeah, go check us out at the Commish FFP on Twitter and on Instagram. Uh, our podcast is the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, Sky, I appreciate you uh, always kind of you know supporting us, and um, you know we give our breakdowns of the TCK League, and then we also give sort of like uh, you know we have a home league as well, and we have a bunch of characters that kind of come on and we talk a bunch of bullshit. So um, it's fun. Fantastic. And uh, Lucas, really quick, remind everybody where they can find everything you're putting work into. Yeah, uh, tckpod.com, uh, not updated. Well, I guess by tomorrow. It'll be updated by tomorrow. But uh, rankings and articles are up there, and hopefully we will get more uh, uh, features, I guess you could say, in the near future. There you go. By the time y'all are hearing this, it is Friday. We wish y'all hey, had a very uh, happy, fun, and safe Halloween, and we will do this again real soon. Appreciate you guys. Good luck in the second half. All right. Thanks, boys. Good luck. That'll do it for this episode. Be sure to email us at tckpod at gmail.com or shoot us a DM on Instagram at fantasyfootball underscore tckpod. You can also find us on Twitter at tck underscore pod or on Facebook at the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Check out our website, tckpod.com, for weekly rankings, waiver wire ads, and Lucas's start sit column. And if you've gained any value from this podcast, you know what to do. Please write and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it. After you, make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Make sure to give us a like and a follow on the social medias too. We much appreciate that and always makes a big difference for us and make the most of the rest of your day. And we'll catch you next time on the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. For Lucas Kaser and Chris Benavides, I'm Scott Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.